Hi there, this is Lucy B, and this is Signs from Above. Today I'm going to share a personal story, um, but let's go back quite a ways back. I had worked a second job as a waitress trying to pay off some school bills, and of course I'm, I'm this little Christian girl, and if you have worked in the hospitality field, at least with my experience, most of the people tend to not be Christians. Um, a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, some of them into drugs, just not living the Christian lifestyle. However, I did this for six years as a second job, trying to pay off some bills. And I really bonded with these people that I worked with and have kept them in my life years after. And I guess you could say I was kind of the little Christian girl that they would think was just kind of so cute. (laughs) Um, But I still fit in with them even though I really didn't have a lifestyle outside of work with them. I guess they, I was basically kind of one that they would call up if they were drunk to come and take them home. Um, kind of a caretaker in a sense, but yet the little sister, how innocent they kind of saw me. <laughs> but for some reason, there was just this bond that I can't describe. Well, I had moved about mm, six, seven hours away. And one of the girls ended up moving pretty close to me, about an hour away from me. And another girl came up to stay with the one that had moved close to me. So I'll just say her name was Jackie. And her friend was Jamie that came up and we all worked together back back in our old all down and crazy enough we went out and they asked me to come and come and see him and I knew that they probably wanted to go to the bar to go drinking which again is just not my lifestyle at all so I told them that I was gonna drive I said it's gonna be a surprise what we're gonna do but I'm gonna drive they thought okay okay so I go and pick them up and they asked what we're doing and told him it's a surprise. I can't tell you because I knew if I told them they probably would have jumped out of the car right there. <laughs> anyway, I drove downtown to the city and said, okay, stop the car. And I said, let's get out. And they're like, what are we doing? And I gave them all backpacks and said, we are going to feed the homeless today. And Jackie, of course, she goes, are you kidding me? She said, remind me never to let Lucy do this again, (laughs) which cracks me up. Um, Never to let her drive again, ever. Anyway, they were good sports. Uh, They're very kind to the homeless. And basically went back and dropped them off. And that was our day. (laughs) That was about a year and a half ago. And we really haven't spoke since. 
Well, then going fast forward to January 3rd, I had this profound dream. I actually had both of them in it, but I had this dream that I was really just needing to bring the gospel and telling Jackie about Jesus and how important it was. And I was trying to get her away from all these negative, evil influences mocking me and trying to get her away from me. I kept moving her from room to room. I didn't care that they were mocking me. I just had this, I have to tell her about Jesus. Woke up. I found that the dream was extremely odd and I thought, what was that about? But mm, maybe just a lot of evil going on and wrote it down. Well, a while later, it's just really crazy, but I it wouldn't get off my mind. It just sat there, it just sat there and stirred and stirred and stirred and stirred. Could not get it off my mind. What was that? So I ended up getting a hold of her and found out she has stage four melanoma cancer and has a few months to live which was really bizarre it brought me to tears um she's an atheist she has no belief none i i, I didn't know what to take with this dream right like I knew at that point that my dream, that God intervened. Crazy enough. I'm not one that has these type of dreams a lot. I do have some dreams here and there, but nothing like this. Um, But I have had other dreams where I felt like God spoke to me. But again, nothing, nothing, nothing like this. Although I didn't know she had cancer, I knew what he was telling me was I needed to get her to Jesus. So I, she had ended up going back to where we used to live to basically tell her family about everything and spend some of her final days with them before she came back. I just saw her just a few days ago. And... She asked me and told me she needed me to come up there. Before that, though, I I knew I was going to. And me and my daughter, which blessed that little girl's heart, she helped me pick out a Bible. We found one that was a New Believer's Bible, and it had a lot of different articles in it as well, talking about heaven, talking about hell, trying to get down to the roots of what you know who Jesus is. And so we got her a Bible, we hooked her up, got her a nice cover, got her some (laughs) highlighters, pins, bookmarks, even a magnifying bookmark as some of the Bible's words are so small. We tried to completely hook her up, even with brochures about heaven, um, another brochure about how death is not the end. Everything that you could think of, I wanted to make sure she was okay. Put it in a nice bag. Put some lotions and things like that. Is in body 
bath wash, um, facial wash, all kinds of little take care of yourself type (laughs) pretty smelly things just to add in with the Bible. Not knowing what she was going to do. But I had a lot of prayers over me as I drove up there to go see her and had this peace over me that was just unexplainable. I can't even tell you. There was no nerves. It was just a focus getting there. This is important. This literally is a matter of life and death. I got there, sat down and started listening to her story and she cried and she cried and we hugged kissed her head I don't know how many times and just loved on her she told me I don't want to die I don't want to die I don't want to die she's young I I get it right (laughs) and especially when you're looking into nothingness how scary that would be and that's what she was staring at she's staring at nothingness we I let her talk I just let her vent to me and just let her vent and I didn't want to just bring it up and just ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance on how this was going to work out and she thought it was weird about how I'd gotten a hold of her and I just said I had a dream and she goes what? She goes, you had a dream I had cancer? I said, no, no, I had no idea you had cancer until I got a hold of you. None. Anyway, was able to talk about some experiences that had happened to me in the past and how I brought this up to her and some other people that I know of their experiences. Seriously, everybody has stories are so profound. Um, so it's amazing to hear those stories, but I was able to tell her some of these things and how I know that Jesus is real, just personal stories. And then, and then led into the dream that I had. So what's so crazy guys, is that she started crying and she says, I don't know. I'm starting. She's starting to believe because she said, since this has all happened, she's talking to somebody above, but has no idea who they are. Basically she is talking already talking to God but has no idea who he is we didn't wasn't able to talk a whole lot as her son came in and sat down and talked but we did talk for quite a while about it and she told me she believes me um 100% but she doesn't understand everything we did talk about heaven we talked about hell and how hell is literally just a separation from God it's everything that's good is gone and you're left with nothing but darkness and evil and there's no good there and that's what you're taking away because you reject him and don't want a relationship with him and he honors it because he is a kind a kind God so we talked about that and she told me she'd never heard heard it that way before she thought God was angry with you you did bad things he just threw you in the pit of hell but it's 
it's a separation that you don't want a relationship with him. You chose other things more important than him. And we talked about Jesus and we really honestly haven't got to the Holy Spirit quite yet. But come to find out, she really doesn't have anybody to take her to appointments. She has no family there except for a son, but he works and is able to work it out at work that I'm able to take her to these appointments and be with her. And she gets these injections before she has scans and she has to sit there an hour before she actually gets the scan after the injection. And we have a whole half hour to drive there, a half hour back. We have a full two hours to be able to talk about the gospel and what Jesus has done for us. She has, what, maybe six months left. But the thing is, is taking every moment that I can get with her. And she's so open, you guys. Like, that's the thing, is that God will put you in these and use you if you're open and putting you in these different places. I'm not saying it's going to be this exact place, but just as mind-boggling. You know, it's still very sad to me. It's very scary to have to watch somebody that you love, like, deteriorate. But somebody that's so open. And God showed that he... He loves her. She's led this terrible life, you all. She has lived a life that is not good. But you know what? He loves her. He loves her that much. He would go after her. And it just reminds me of of the Jesus leaves the 99 to go after the one. And they really feel like this is what's happening right now. He loves her so much, he doesn't want to lose her, and he'll do anything, no matter what kind of life that she's lived. No, she hasn't been perfect. None of us have been. She didn't have a belief in him. She's starting, but he knew that. He knew she could have that faith. And this circumstance, if this circumstance would have never happened, I don't know if she would have been open to it. But he gave her that. Gave her gave her this chance, and she's starting to take it where this is gonna land what's gonna happen in the midst of this I have no idea I have not a clue I just know I have to be faithful my sweet sister this my little wise sister here she she reminds me of Ezekiel and if you've read Ezekiel it it paraphrasing here but he talks about um telling Ezekiel if he doesn't go tell his people their blood is on his hands but if he tells them and they reject it it's on them it's not on Ezekiel kind of in the same circumstance that I'm in is whether she accepts it or not which I really do think she's going to have to be faithful right I have to be faithful and that's what I'm doing Again, I don't know where it's going to land. I'd like to do an update to tell you all what's happening with this story because it truly is just amazing. Um, Thanks for being patient with me as I'm thinking back of everything that's happened over the last few days. 
it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But I feel honored. Again, I feel a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, sad. Um, really sad. Uh, but I know that this circumstance was what was needed. My friend even told me that we're so different. She said we're so different, but we're so connected. And she said I never knew why until now. And even that experience with talking, she said it was the most profound experience of her life and it's something she will never forget. So again, we'll see where this journey leads us. But anyway, remember, God will leave, Jesus will leave the 99 to go after the one. And that's what I'm seeing him doing right now, which is really amazing, profound. I can't even put into words how he's there. Um, thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope I have another update. It's going to be a journey here. Um, thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you next week. Bye.